Okay, Rabbi Sai, I just want to remind it to the Rabbi Nishalayim. Haidel Hashem Kitayu Kilayim Chazda. The Rabbi Nishalayim gave me a beautiful baby boy yesterday. And Be'ez Hashem. Okay. Everyone's invited to the Shalom Be'ez Hashem. If you're listening on Torah anytime, we'll get you and Nishal to come in just to be able to join the Shalom Zacha Be'ez Hashem. Thank you to the Rabbi Nishalayim. Ah, Gavaldik. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. We're in the middle of the Heilige Sugi of Mukta. And, don't, you don't have to write that one down. We're in the middle of the Heilige Mukta, and we are discussing broken Kalim. That is our Shaila. And we talked about yesterday the union of if something is broken, Shema, you're going to come to fix it. That is automatically Mukta because of a Gzeiro Shema Yiska. Right? By the Gemara and Shabbat by Kira, and therefore a person may come to fix things on Shabbat. So, I want to just go through some of the practical examples before we move on. So, just um, an interesting question. Uh, what happens if a mezuzah falls off the, do- uh, the doorpost on Shabbos? Is it allowed to be moved, picked up, and returned? So, some- we'll talk about that as well. Just one second. Excellent. Great question. Now, we're going to... This was the game. This happened to me? It happened? Ah, very good. I mean, if you had to check the tzitzis by every day before you put your tzitzis on, you'd check the knots. Scheinberg, by the way, held you don't have to do it nowadays. He held that nowadays our tzitzis have a chazoka that they're good because they're made of much stronger materials than they used to be in the olden days. And therefore, what everyone does by flipping their talus over and checking it before doubling and they walk up and down and down with wet pies off the mikvah. You know how it goes. So that... that so that... Right, that's what I'm saying, you know. So he holds you don't have to do that. Just dove it. It's better. Just dove it, yeah. Just to say, say the words. Anyway, so uh, where were we? Um, if a mezuzah falls down. So many parts can hold it, say, Mokta Machmas Chesorin Kis, because you are Miyachid Mokhaim, which means you've kept it over there. You don't want anyone touching it. You don't want anyone messing with it, moving it around. Right? But obviously, it's a Bizoyin to the Kisvei Kodesh, and therefore you should pick it up in that case, Kisvei Kodesh that fell down. Contravelash, <coughs> that's all, it's not Mokta. And therefore, it's no problem. Obviously, the case itself will be mukta. Now, what about a watch that stopped? What happens if your, your watch stops on Shabbos? Does it become mukta or not? So, some of the Paiskin, for example, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, Rabbi Zalman held that now it's got a dinner mukta because it's got no usage, Bakal. And he held it as a mukta machmas gufoi. That means there's no heter to move it, even if it's a gufoi makoimai. That's what Shlomo Zalman's psakla alocha lemaisa. And therefore, you cannot move it. However, uh, the Oznidbru, and as I pass in the Shosha Shulchan and other places, that held, no. One second. It all depends. Is it Be'etzem broken, or did it just stop because you didn't rewind it, or maybe the battery went? It's not broken. There's a big difference. If Be'etzem it's broken, meaning you, I don't know, you bang into something and it like smashes. Okay, now it's a broken beast. Finish, it's over. Now it's Mokta. This time one more good, it's Mokta. But if the chat is, it's not broken, it's just, it's stopped. I'll Mokta Shabbos, I'll rewind it. I'm talking about the ones that as you move, what are they called? The ones where as you move it winds it for you? You know what I'm talking about? What are they called? Anyone know? No, no, no. The ones that as you move it, it winds it up the whole time. There's like a fancy name. I don't know what it is. But who? Think of it, Jiggy Wiggy. Anyway, whatever it is. So the point is like this. Can you use that on Shabbos? The answer is yes, by the way. People always ask that, Kasha. Are you allowed to wear that on Shabbos? Or is that Ki'ilu, you're winding it up? Oh, so most of them have 24 hours before Shabbos, and therefore when Shabbos came in, it was okay. What do we do with the two-day Yantav? Good Kasha. Okay, now, some have 48 hours. Do some say that moving, no, because moving of the hand, it's very hard to consider that to be a Misa of winding anything up. I'm not doing a Pu'ula to wind it up. I'm doing my regular action of just moving my hand, and therefore it's okay. You with me? What if you wear the watch as like an accessory? 
Oh, beautiful kasha. Comes along Mr. Ellenberg and says, Hobba kasha. I wear my watch in Flatbush as a piece of jewelry. Nobody wears a watch that you should know the time. That's old-fashioned. You wear a watch because, oh, that's your Hassan watch. Wow. Let me have a look at it. That's gorgeous. That's much beautiful, right? No, if you wear it for that case, Mordechai, what are you tying up? If it breaks, totally broken. Which one my shoe is it? Abandoned Smokta. Why? Because he has a usage for it. Only if it's broken, there's no usage. Is it true? Okay. Let's move on. It's way, but a watch that you have to rewind. Yeah. It's not broken. It's not broken. It's a good watch. No, we're not going to, you're not worried you're going to come to rewind it. No. Just like you're not worried if you have a Casio, the old-fashioned Casio that did, with the calculators on, those cool watches. You have to be really cool to get one of those. And I had a calculator on it, on the watch itself. I was like, wow, you got one of those? That's amazing. Right? Are you worried that maybe you're going to press the buttons? Ain't it off a side? In your house, you can't go in the room because maybe you're going to punch it. No, we don't do that. And therefore, it's okay. Oh, I asked this Rabbi Zul Obach. What's the din if you're wearing a broken watch? I asked him this, Kasha. We went backwards and forwards a few times. Is the pshat Shabbatai Sa'adif meaning? I'll leave it. I won't do anything. I am carrying Mukta the Gansa Shabbos. But say that I'm not doing a pu'ula to touch the Mukta. Or maybe it's better to one time give a serious opening up, open the watch, take it off. Okay, so I was Metalto Mukta Lehedia. As opposed to just, you know, just normally carrying it around. So anyway, we went backwards and forwards. We never came out with a clear answer exactly which one would be better. But actually, this is probably better to leave it on because you're not doing any Maisa Mufurish to the actual Moksa. But again, I'm discussing a, mu- a watch that is totally broken, that breaks on Shabbos. Not that it's just stopped and you can rewind it. And that's Mavada not considered to be Moksa. Now, a toilet seat. A toilet seat that is broken off, right? Now, this is a very, very common case in Eretz Yisrael. Right, the toilet seat is made with, is connected with these little plastic little pieces, and it can come off very, very easily. The question is, you walk into the toilet, and you see that it's on the floor. So I need to pick it up and put it on. Am I allowed to do that? Or maybe it's mukta. The person says, "How bad if it's mukta? Why is it mukta? Because there's a gzera. You're going to come to screw it on, which is exactly the whole suga of, of the kiri that we said yesterday, which was any time there's a gzera that that you may fix it, or may do an issa by fixing it, then that whole item is going to be mokta. And therefore it's problematic, with the exception of what? What we said yesterday? The Ramah, which is what? Okay, you have an excuse. Okay, very good. That, that's one. It cannot be fixed. It's snapped, and therefore there's no way of fixing it. What's another example of when it would be mokta? Very good. No, if you use it before Shabbos. If it was already used before Shabbos, then the Ramah says we're not worried about such a case. A buggy wheel, a stroller wheel, if it breaks off, right? So if it's a four-wheeler, and nowadays they don't make them anymore. It's like old-fashioned, the four-wheelers. You know what I'm talking about? The four-one was it? They had actually four wheels. Now he's going to have three wheels. Nah, if these are the more modern ones, everything has to have three wheels. So if one of those wheels breaks off, it's all over. In a way that you could fix it. You could screw it back on. Obviously, then the whole buggy, the whole, buggy, the whole stroller becomes mokta. But if it's a four-wheel, that one of the things only come off, you can still use it, then you are okay. Frank Levy, it's a what's with tzitzis? What's with tzitzis? So the Vosna has a chuba in Shevet Alevi, Chene Gimel, Simen Lamadadov, that he talks about tzitzis that became ripped and possible. It's quite hard, by the way, for tzitzis to rip and become possible. 
It depends where, it depends Kriyaniva, it depends. I'm not going to go to Hirasitis right now, but it's not so posture that always because it rips and becomes possible. That's just number one. But if theoretically it became possible in that case, so Ravosna writes that it's not Muktsu on Shabbos, even if it ripped and actually became possible on Shabbos, because it's your Das is a person as generally to make it kosher, and therefore there is no problem whatsoever. And the person can lend it to somebody else, and it's a Talish Shaula, and they made it Potamitsitsis, and therefore that's the reason why they tell that there's no problem with that whatsoever. The glasses we spoke about yesterday. One thing I just want to mention is sometimes, again, this is also very old fashioned. If you have actual rims that cover the entire glasses, right? Oh, right? If it pops out in Shabbos, should I have to put it back in? Yes, because you need to see. What? No. If it comes, if it, no, unless it comes out and in the whole time. But if it's very hard to get back in, then obviously you're not have to put that in Shabbos. That's be a shy little boiner. And what are you meant to do? I don't know. Not see, yes, that's what you had to do. Not see. <coughs> what does that mean? It's muksa, it's muksa. It's muksa, it's muksa. So you carry the child. No, if two of them came off, you have four wheels. Ah, so it's a three wheel and one came off, you can't use it anymore. So not usable. In a way that you could fix it. I'm not it snapped. What's that, what's that, what's that, what's that? Let's go back to the Gemara that we said yesterday. The Gemara said yesterday was talking about a Kira, right? The Kira that the leg came off. You can't use it. What, an oven without a leg is unusable? Of course it's usable. It's just not a schmack that the whole oven is going to be tilting this way and that way. Open the door, put the stuff in. It can be used. The oven is works. The oven's not broken. The place the leg is broken, but mainly it makes it very hard to use it. That's when Chazal will go. Not only when it's totally not usable, when it's hard to use it. We said enough Nafkamin, if you have a chair that you have let's a few legs and you've got one leg missing, mice it's usable. It works. It's not so geschmack maybe, but it basically works. That could be okay. But if the whole thing is tilting from this way to that way, that makes it almost hard to use, then that would be the problematic. By the way, what's the din of a public item? What's the din, for example, is something that belongs to the Oilam, that we said, that one of the things that we said was, that if you use it before Shabbos, it helps. That was Levi Yitzchak said. If you use it before Shabbos, there's no Xerah. Why? Says the Ramah, because we see that you're not going to fix it. All right, I used it before Shabbos. Yeah, what if it belongs to the Oilam? What if it's something that belongs to you? You belong to something to Yeshiva. A shtender, a bench, whatever it may be. What's the din in such a case? Is the pshat that every single person has to use it? Or is there enough that one person uses it? Shema, what do you tell Ah, beautiful. Shema Zalman passed in that way. Shema Zalman said that since it belongs to the Tzibor, just because one person used it before Shabbos, it's not going to help you. So you have a shtender that's a little bit broken. One guy used it on Thursday night throughout the night before Nate to learn with it. And it worked. Very nice. That was you, Levi Yitzel. Or Shema comes along the next morning. says, I want to use it now. So he wants to use it for morning, Kylo. Doesn't work. Because it's a public item. Each and every person have to use it. The Ramaz Din is if the Baal, the owner, used it before Shabbos, he's the one that's going to fix it. If he used it before Shabbos, we're not worried. If it belongs to the Tzibah, Jed, are you with me? Makes sense, right? Good? Okay, Gavaldik. Um, okay, let's move on, Rabbi Sain. Um, okay, let me just finish with, one, with a couple more things that I wanted to mention. And that is like this. What is the Din with wet clothing? Now, this could be very, very nagaya by um, clothing that's in the washing machine before Shabbos, or if something became wet on Erev Shabbos. 
What is the din with wet clothing? So the Mishnah Brewer brings down in Simon Samagim and Simon Shinches as follows. Mishnah Brewer says if you have wet clothing, if it's toifech amenas latfiach. Now we discussed this by the baby wipe shea, so all of you are familiar with this term already. Toifech amenas latfiach. Aaron, what does that mean? Toifech amenas latfiach. That means you can you touch it. And that, that finger can make something elsewhere. If you have an item of clothing that is tefeach amanas latfiach, it is in, it's in completely mukta. That means you cannot move it the whole Shabbos. Okay, one second. What is the reason why it's mukta? You might come to? Building a raft. No. Oh, there we go. You may come to squeeze it on Shabbos. You may come to squeeze. It's a gzera shema yischoit. Mimele chazal will worry. If you, just, like, again, just like the case by the kira that will worry if you touch it, you're going to come to fix it. Who wants to know If you have an item of clothing that is wet, there's a gzera shema yischoit. You may come to squeeze it on Shabbos. Ask Shemen. I think this is your question, right? What was, it, what was your question? What about when it dries? Comes along the Minchas Yitzchak. And the Minchas Yitzchak says, this halacha is only if it's going to remain wet for the Gantz of Shabbos. Oh, but if you know when Shabbos comes in, that it's going to dry in the middle of Shabbos. It's a very negay shayla rabbi You have towels. Let's see, from the mikvah near Shabbos. Let's see, you've got clothing from the washing machine. And these things are going to dry. Right now they're wet. Oh, it's boiling hot outside. It's going to dry in a few hours. By Shabbos morning, it's going to be nice and dry. There's no problem whatsoever. And then Ela, once it, once it become dry, then it is okay. Any wet clothing when, on the beginning of Shabbos, and generally, by the way, Mokta goes by Erev Shabbos. How it came in, Migodeskutsoi tells us that when Shabbos comes in, that's how it remains the whole Shabbos. That's why theoretically it should become Mukta and remain Mukta the whole Shabbos. But the Chedesh of the because no, since I know that it's going to dry, then it is no problem. Another example, anyone who has an idea what's another example? When it will not become Mukta? Very good, Yisachayim, beautiful. When it's meant to be wet, that's Kavaldi, Baruch Hashem. When the item is meant to be wet, meaning you're not makbid on it. If you have a shmatter that you use to clean spills in your house and it becomes wet, is that mugza? No. Why is there some gzeira? Masha'inkin, if your shirt became wet, if your tablecloth became wet, now nah, you've got a problem. Now, if it's on you, obviously you'll have to take it off. But theoretically, you have to be very careful. You have a tablecloth that's soaking wet, you cannot use it on Shabbos because it's gzeira because you don't want it to become wet. You're makbid on it. Another example, by the way, if it has wine inside, or Coca-Cola, so then you're not going to come to squeeze it. Why are you going to squeeze it? What, is it going to make it better? You have wine in the tablecloth. Oh, I'm going to squeeze my tablecloth and use it for Shabbos Day. Not a chance. I'm not using it again. But maybe there's no Gzeir Shem in that case. So that will be okay. Okay, that finishes what boy said, the sugya of broken kalim and the like. Now what we have to move on is food. Now we have to discuss, what boy said, a lot of food sugyas, raw food, enough community meat and fish, we also have to discuss the difference between frozen food and not frozen food. We also have to discuss peels, pits, bones. L'chaim. L'chaim is in between fish and meat. I'm not sure how that comes into Mugta, but I'm sure we can fit it in somewhere. And Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we will start the halachas of food when it comes to Mugta. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.